For the last part then I just want to sort of uh, wrap up and um, really uh, put my thoughts down on this sort of medium as to um, my sort of planning my route to the uh, to the UK Nationals. They take place at uh, Loughborough in uh, sort of East Midlands of uh, in the East Midlands on the weekend of the 3rd 4th of June. The third is uh, basically going to be a, uh, a booster draft, really to give the UK players a bit of uh, experience at that event. It's quite a rarity. And the fourth is the actual event itself. Um, unlikely going to make the third. Family holidays in France, etc., etc. But uh, the idea is that Tom and I uh, go along on the fourth and uh, give it a good go. In terms of army planning, I've had it now for uh, a couple of weeks. As I say, the rules are fundamentally changed two weeks ago so um, it's a little bit uh, from uh, from start but then again that happened to everyone so uh, so no dramas the scrub in me says I really want to go faction pure and I really want to go Jade Falcon and uh, this sort of brings into uh, quite nicely the Loki or the use of the Loki um, in terms of the what six Lokis that are available the Jade Falcon one for me is right up there in terms of uh, speed and firepower and damage and it, uh, it's heat dial which really makes you mean you can you can push it and push it um, however its defense isn't great and its range I'm afraid for me as well obviously not the best but um, the other problem of course is that um, being Jade Falcon in the post um, sort of post firepower or the uh, domination world now those faction abilities just don't count when you recruit a pilot so someone like DeJesus who really is um, sort of like number one choice uh, for a lot of people, since I don't own Adam Stark. Um, his recruitment costs just don't justify the fact you don't get abilities. So really Krensky at 40 plus I think it is, is the only option. Um, but uh, that, that Jade Falcon one really has got to be considered. And in terms of building an army around it, well I've looked at really once you've sort of invested 300 in a, um, in a Loki, 280, 300 in a Loki, especially in the IT, and really it was just a matter of taking uh, a kite uh, and all the guys who know me at the club will know exactly why I take a vehicle that can uh, uh, sort of move 18 inches in a rapid direction at attack value of 9 because um, occasionally I think you can use it to ram I, I'm, I'm not quite sure on that rule but it can be I'm told quite useful and a couple of silk and really the rest will be flooded with uh, I think at this stage PAL suits really just to let me again going back to that order thing letting me uh, eke out as much mobility as I possibly can in the army by uh, by using their recon. And actually, those PAL suits, whilst they can be attacked by the planetary condition cards, really do come into their own in terms of uh, jump jets, and I think it's armor-piercing later down the dial. So Rasselhard players, you're not the only ones that get decent pieces like that. The other Lokis we're looking at, well, Tom quite likes the, the Davian Loki, again with Jesus and IT. Drops the attack to 11 IT, but again, if you can run it faction pure, based with, I think at the moment, it's something like a Swordsworn Goat Gauss Rifle drop out of a Bishop and about uh, 4 to 5 ATVs, then you're looking at damage all across the army. I think the actual Loki itself could start off at doing 7 damage or 8 in a charge if you were desperate. Gauss Rifle, lead formation fire, which would fire with 4. And even the ATVs, if you manage to get first strike on turn one, that one ATV in formation would pretty much push out its damage to three, which is fairly absurd for a little vehicle like that. Um, but it really can't be ignored. Slight concern about the 11 IT. 
in the days when perhaps we're expected to uh, go and whack Solitude with a defence of uh, 24, but hey, Solitude and a 450 army, you can probably leave him alone. He won't get there that quick. Um, for myself, again, well, we always talk about Esperan Esperanza once uh, tonight. Really, that mech is uh, is something else. And again, in terms of being faction pure, um, the Rots faction pride at uh, giving you one on the attack. Um, well, she ends up with um, with I think Lassonde and uh, IT giving you a potential 13 IT attack, uh, pushing out five damage. Uh, the real beauty of these Loki's now, especially against the big assaults, is that extra click of heat that their energy weapon allows them to do. Yes, they won't punch through. The black armor of solitude they will give it a click and then you really can make those big assault mechs or big ballistic mechs he does look pretty scary um so you know a faction pure loki army looking pretty good uh, in terms of what i'm really struggling for as well those alternate builds because my third build again i'm afraid features a large heavy mech with a big attack value and that is the clan nova cats um um the Clan Novacat Novacat mech, uh, the veteran at 202 points. Slap on the Jesus, slap on IT. You've got a mech there, 12 IT attack, 16 inch basic range, something like a 20 inch uh, assault range, um, with, I think, heavy armour. Yes, it lacks a secondary weapon. Yes, it can't really handle infantry very well, but really, 16 inches doing all that damage. And a bit like the Davian, uh, and rather like the Jade Falcon, but almost unlike Esperanza, it really holds the damage quite nicely all the way along the dial. It can take a big hit and hit you back at four, and it can repair all the way back up to something like three, four damage and equivalent of 10 IT. Um, a hugely useful mech, not a bad heat dial, a little bit slow, and uh, maybe we can talk about uh, Feeling Ward in future uh, editions, but it's something that, that is that one build, unlike the Loki's, that Feeling Ward would worry me with because basically you'd never catch him. But I'm looking at basically the Novacat backed up by a couple of Steiners and a Thunder Launch drop and some ATV harassers. Because I'm afraid again, once you've punched in 280 points, 300 points into your big mech, there ain't a lot else. Um, third build, chatting us through with some of the guys, we're just trying to think about how we can best use uh, the Mercenary Faction Pride card. Um, the aim is obviously to get it with Merc and Wolf Hunter, so you've only got to pay the 5 per 150. For me, yes, it's a great card, but if you start paying the 10 for 150, then you're already investing 30 points, you're down on VC2 in a big way, and someone will step in with True Grit and cancel you. So, a bit of a risk if you start mixing it. So, But the flip to the side of that is, of course, uh, the pool of units. It's good, you've got some good mercenary stuff, you've got some good wolf hunter stuff, but it's not complete. You're immediately lacking ATVs, you're lacking things like Sylph uh, as their fast bases, and you're lacking really, apart from that big paladin, you're lacking sort of um, decent hitting artillery, no thunder launchers, and yeah, the paladin at 770 points in a 450 game is getting expensive. But on the, on the positive side of life, that one ability to ignore defensive modifiers at the first shot on that target can really count. And especially, and I've seen this happen before, in a capture attempt. For me, you, if you're building that mercenary faction pride, you've got to have stuff that's capable of capturing. Because all of a sudden, you really are talking uh, easy prey. So what we're looking at here is basically a, uh, 
a Merc Kelsa drop um, and a Wolf Hunter's Clan Battle Armor drop, both coming out of Wolf Hunter R10s. And then behind that and supporting them is the is a Wolf Hunter's Majolnir. I think it's only with something like uh, the Tamar Grad, but again, there's room there for IT as well. So at the end of the day, um, there's a chance of uh, hitting something. So and, and sorry, it wasn't a Wolf Hunter drop. It's Wolf. It was a Wolf Hunter Clan Battle Armor on their own, and the drop would be a mixture of mercenary LRMs and a mercenary sniper team, giving you a little bit of range there to uh, to support the mercenary Kelsa in uh, in terms of formation drop. So really, at the moment, those are sort of the the, uh, the armies we're, we're trying to test, we're trying to go with. We did have a Yamishiro army. It looks great on paper. It just wasn't doing that well in testing. I think whilst the Yamishiro is a phenomenal mech, uh, able to do all sorts of things, there are probably too many counters for it out there. It's too well known, and um, people just uh, muller it once they're into range, I'm afraid. And again, the heat dial on a ballistic mech is always, to me, uh, a bit of a problem. So anyway, that's where we're going with the Nationals. Hopefully a bit more testing this week. Just found out the club that I go to in Swindon, the Swindon District Wargaming Club, uh, normally Wednesday night. Looks like there's uh, a bit of a clash on, so we'll have to see here how we can test those armies. Probably just me versus Tom, uh, which is okay because it keeps everything relatively uh, under wraps. But again, we know each other's play styles uh, too well. So, four weeks to go, some good army ideas, I just really wish I had a bit more variety in terms of a big mech and some harassing support, but uh, maybe that's the way to go at 450 these days, anyway, you'll see. That's pretty much it for uh, the uh, the first podcast, I uh, hope you've enjoyed it, it's a bit of a tester, a bit of a sort of, uh, almost like a technology demonstrator really, I'm, 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 almost, I'm 41 this year, I can barely send messages on a mobile phone, but fortunately I've got a 10 and a 12 year old son who can help me doing all that techno stuff. I did want to program a video recorder once, but it was many moons ago. So really, uh, if this works, I'll be absolutely amazed. Uh, um, anyone give me any feedback, then uh, please PM me through um, through Realms or through the WizKids site. I say it's TGP and V. I'll be happy to get any feedback or any suggestions. For the next one, we're looking at uh, possibly looking at uh, Rasselhard Dominion and the paradigm uh, uh, of the way the armies are built. And I've been to find out uh, any of you Rasselhard players are actually doing well in terms of certainly faction pure armies. Uh, for me, it's a real conundrum. Uh, the pieces, I would have to say, look fantastic. Uh, by far and away the best paint scheme yet. Uh, but I don't know, it looks very difficult to play, very difficult to uh, to bring off. I'll also update you on uh, on thoughts for army planning as well. How we're going on our sort of road to the UK nationals. And finally, uh, maybe some thoughts on these uh, Ares mechs. Um, my initial reaction is mm, not good for the game necessarily, but let's look at the stats and the points values. But hey, what an advance in sculpt, build, quality, you name it. I think it's taken that part of the game a big step forward. So pat on the back for that. Not so sure about playability and how it's going to affect the game. We'll have to see. Anyway, one last thing, I think, before I go. Just to cover my own backside, basically. But anyway, just want to say this podcast is not endorsed, licensed, or affiliated with WizKid Games. MechWarrior Age of Destruction is a registered trademark of WizKid Games. This and all other game-specific words and concepts are the intellectual property of WizKids. This podcast author makes no un... Um, Oh, what's that say? 
makes no challenge to the status of their trademarks. Sorry about that. I hope it all works. I hope I don't get my uh, my backside sued off. But anyway, by the way, if they want to send me some of those Aries kits for a special online review, I'd be very welcome. Please PM me, guys. Cheers for now.